from Barika Pod Podcasts. Welcome to Dead Cinema Society, a roundtable film analysis concerned with the revitalization of cinema out from entertainment. My name is Chris. Oh boy, it's that time. Alejandro Jodorowsky returns to Dead Cinema Society. This is our conversation from Dead Cinema Society 14 on the 2013 return of Alejandro Jodorowsky with his film, The Dance of Reality. I hope you enjoy this conversation. And if you don't mind, give us a rate, review, and subscribe. Check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash Society. Without any further ado, here is our conversation on The Dance of Reality. So we're starting with Aaron. Yes. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Yep. Got it right. Dance of Reality. A 5.1. Prepare to Yoshi to talk again. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I know Yoshi and I are going to go back. And yes, this did score lower than phase four for me. Wow. Oh, I was afraid of that. I was afraid. That is, that is, wow. Wow. I would honestly rather watch phase four again than watch this. this, Did this go lower than El Topo? Well, that's why I'm keeping an eye on things. Yes, so if lowest, I have to go last, I want to. This make is sure. my lowest rating ever yeah. on the show. It is. You like this less than El Topo? Less I than Face. I would watch El Topo again before I watch this. Wow. This was horrendous. This was just one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Wow! Like wow. I, I wow. despise this movie. All right, All right. Paul. Let's, let's get into it. We gotta, we gotta hurry, guys. Uh, am I next? Yes. Okay. Sorry. Thank you. 8.5. Wow. Yeah. 8.5. Chris gives Dance of Reality a 7.4. And I have my reasons. It's, yes. Well, 7.4 is like, you know, that's a fair, 5.1 is like, man, I should just retire from the show. I don't understand what's (laughs) happening here. If it wasn't for Paul, the show wouldn't work. Okay. um, (laughs) Let's remember your Akira rating. That's true. That is very true. Yeah. A Japanese animation from the 60s or whatever it was. I mean, like, come on. The 60s? 1988? This film film is so profound, and this is my score for it. Another 9.4 from Yoshi. Another 9.4. Wow. I couldn't decide if I liked this one or Synecdoche more. Uh, I enjoyed this one more, but uh, wow. So wow, funny you say that. Crazy. So funny you say Counteracting that. Counteracting that 5-1. I will piss all over this film. 7.6. Jesus, man. That's wow. Yeah, we I mean, I get the point. I'm looking like a bassist. Chris. Fucking yikes. Okay. <sighs> Where to begin? <laughs> These are tough, man. These are tough because when, when someone loves a film and someone hates it, you don't really know where to go. Um, I'm just going to open the floor up. Whoever wants to start. Yeah. So I, okay. So for the benefit, so trying to find my place on this show, 2020, I, I at times became classy Paul, or I was so agreeable and I got, uh, voted that at the, uh, the end of the year, too kind to movies. So I, no, that was into, a, that was a, that was a good award. It was a good, award, right. A good award. But I think, um, you know, to, to share a little of myself, to, to personalize this a bit, I, you know, there's a part of me that um, I'm, I'm deeply moved by the movies we've selected. And, and But at times, uh, like a lot of things in life, sometimes I need to be a little more discerning or critical of things. 
So this show provides a place for me to come and test out an opinion or a position and see if I can adequately defend it on the show. Uh, I will jump in and for the benefit of anyone watching this movie, if you speak Spanish, I think you will have a more than a slightly deeper appreciation for it than if you, for someone who doesn't. There are moments in this movie I was laughing out loud. I was on board uh, from the jump. Uh, the And it's funny, Yoshi, how you started this segment with you didn't know how to rank, if you were to rank it higher than Synecdoche, New York or not, I totally understand that the autobiographical elements in this movie were so deeply personal. I was laughing, I was crying. Um, this is an ambitious project. Uh, I understand the standing ovation at the 2013 Cannes Film Festival. I wanted more of Jodorowsky himself to come in. Every time he was on screen, I was crying. Uh, when he's hugging his younger self or just saying something nurturing or caring, I was like, oh, it, it, the just and the and how these moments are captured because you know we are, you know, m at my age the first exposure I had to any kind of political conflict in South America maybe was the Broadway play Evita, which is kind of scary. We don't, you know, I didn't grow up in a time where we got deep into world history, but for him to capture what was the turmoil, political turmoil, military turmoil going on in Chile with the dictatorship. Um, Again, but through all this, these surreal elements, I don't know his personal history, but I said, well, if his father went down this this path of perhaps getting close to Carlos Ibanez, or, you know, again, whether so, that's so just fictional or, or not, you know. A little context is it's autobiographical to a degree, but the idea of what he was trying to accomplish with his film was heal himself from mm -hmm. his own. That's and that's what I got, and that's His why for familiar traumas. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so just when you think the movie is about to be about the kid the whole time, it becomes about the father because right. he chose during the production of this movie to focus on healing himself from yes. his abusive father yes. by yes. having his father yes. actually have a non-existent heroic turn and find salvation. So yes. he healed his father for his, his yes. father. And the beauty and, of the, and, and this is what makes it so great because. He gets to do this with his father not here. He gets to write a history with absolutely no interference that he knows, I'll say it arrogantly and with great conceit, would be better than any healing that might have been done with his father in real time because it's sad. It's like for each successive generation, you should be able to express yourself in a much better way than the generation before you because today, especially if you are a parent today with the immediacy of information and the uh, and the plethora of information about how to parent, how to communicate, how to be more assertive, how to, how to love someone, etc. All the information at your disposal today, the boundaries that are all brought down so that you can communicate properly with people, the, the, you just touched on it. That's the, the singular moment of this movie that literally was transformative for me. You talk about meta. This was a meta moment where I'm like, I have healed I healed wounds with my father in eight years since he's passed. We have, I have healed more wounds and that's what is enduring about this movie and the, and his portal 
to this healing, to this reparation through a circus and characters and homosexuality. I mean, the dog show, the fact that it was it was literally translated as the butterfly, mariposa in Spanish is gay. It was just just these elements that were so beautiful. You, I laughed and cried. This is this is definitely unless he has another project in him, and we haven't seen Holy Mountain yet. This is clearly his masterpiece of what I've seen so far. Well, it's actually it, this is one of this might be my favorite from him, but I, I think two of his other films are better than this one. The Holy Mountain and Sante Sangre, I think, are better. But we, we don't worry, Aaron, Chris, I won't be doing that to you guys. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so, Brontis Jodorowsky, Alejandro's son, is playing his father in this movie. Uh, we, of course, are familiar with Brontis's little peepee when he was a little boy in El Topo, and now we see it again as a grown man. So we've seen. The PP of Brontus twice, uh, from, from baby to man. Um, and there were many other Jodorowskis in this film as well. Chris, I'm going to hand it over to you. I, so I'm not going to talk about the film. I'm going to talk about how I watched it. Because the reason this gets a 7.2 is because I had to turn my brain off. Because I, like Aaron, hated this movie. And then I did something where I, I'm trying to do this year. I sat down and I meditated for 10 minutes. Because I realized that the outside world around me was impacting this film. I sat down. I quieted my mind. I restarted it. I see what you're saying, Paul. I see all the little points that he was trying to do. I cannot get over the fact that Jodorowsky doesn't give a shit if we watch this movie. I cannot get over the fact that he does not give a fuck if you see this movie. Because it's not, it's not how he made it. It's not why he made it. He made it for himself. Mm-hmm. Right. And I like that. I like the fact that he directed this. Like, yep. you, just like you said, I think it was what a budget of three or four million dollars. It kind of feels like that. Yeah. Um, maybe made a half, little over half a million, according to Wikipedia. Um, I was fine with it. I was fine with this sort of what is this? This is the pian, as they say. This is the pian to my father. This is my apologia. It's done in a way that I want to do it. It heals him. Again, whether his father were alive to receive this, Mm -hmm. his father might take issue with it. I totally understand it. But this heals him. He took care of his side of the street in an artistic, in a beautiful artistic way. And I was on board with it. Yeah. I I do not like this movie, but I will remember this movie forever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is all I'll say. Aaron. Yeah. I just got to move. I'm just trying to move it along. Yeah, I, I got to jump in here. 10 minutes. We I'm trying to think of like something constructive to say because I, I, all my notes are just like, uh, the movie's sick. It's disgusting. <laughs> I mean, that peeing scene was just, I, I, I mean, which it, one? The the one where she pisses all over his 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 wounded corpse. You know, like he's dying, and she does this like holy oh holy you know holy ceremony where she calls upon God to give her healing powers. And then she pisses all over his body, his wounded body and his mouth. And you see everything. You see her entire hairy, furry vagina. And, you know, it's just like completely unnecessary. And, you know, I, I love this show and it forced me to sit through this, but there are 25 times where I am literally like wanting to hit the off button, you know, just looking at it like, Oh, this show is pushing me because I, I, I just can't, I can't stand this movie. There's so, there's so many great concepts. Yes, there is, but like 
don't put a penis in my face and piss on a radio. Like, what are you like? Why are we seeing this imagery? But what are you so afraid of? I'm not afraid of anything, but why am I seeing that imagery? Like, it you are, you're afraid of heat, the human body. You're afraid of piss. I am you're not afraid of, of the human body. Of these very animalistic things that are, uh, that are a reality of what we are. We're animals and, and like bodies and hair and piss and stuff. It's like, I think, I think maybe you should paint yourself all black and, and run around and pretend to be your own shadow so you can get more comfortable. I have with- painted myself black and ran around <laughs> yeah. in a shadow. I've been in a music video where I did get painted all black. Look, my issue with the film is why do we need to see this woman pee on his mouth? Why? It's a metaphor. The God, God moves through the waters. It's a metaphor, man. It's like... It's it's, it's 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 a, it's a shamanistic ritual. It's 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 a it, it it's it's deep. Okay, and so we have a web of suffering and pleasure in this film. Okay, mm-hmm. it's everything is connected. The suffering is in, plays into the pleasure, and the pleasure plays into the suffering. And I mean. You want? What about the balls? Like we gotta, we gotta see the electricity hit his ball sack. Like because at the top of the movie, we sort of we said, "Look, this is this. We're going to be vulnerable. I'm going to put myself out there." Um, so there's something symbolic. I'm pissing on the news that I hear, and then, well, um, you know, now at the end of the movie, I'm getting tortured. So we're already a, we're already ready to see like this become a very sadistic moment, and so it it sort of mitigated. I now saw it it was less shocking to me i saw it now for exactly what the history books wrote about the this brutal torture that would take place like i now saw it and i went oh in each of these sequences whether it's a bleeding anus or it's uh you know some sort of testicular rupture or whatever it is it sort of in a weird way humanized it for me like i understood what people went through because early on in the movie I've already seen everybody's sexual parts. I understand what's going on. So there's a transparency here. So by the time it comes to the end of the movie, what you Nazis are doing to me, you know, the fascists rather are doing to me means nothing to me. And I went, wow, okay. It's, it's something in there. That's not beautifully formulated for our listenership and viewership, but that is something there. Uh, You know, I really went into this thinking I I had faith that Aaron was going to like this movie and I was about to be super pleasantly surprised uh, but dude, it, the elements of this film—it's it, what Aaron, what Paul was just touching on—the karma that Brontus, that the father has to has to face, where he's you know kicking the cripples at the beginning of the mm-hmm. film, and then he turns into a cripple. I mean, the yeah. father who believes that there is nothing after death yeah. inadvertently goes on an adventure that sees him reincarnate <laughs> himself <laughs> as a revolutionary, as a horse co- caretaker, yeah. as a bum, a carpenter, a holistic healer. I mean, and then a father again. He eventually mm-hmm. becomes a father again after dying and dying and dying and being reborn and reborn and reborn, so that he can learn the lesson he was put here to learn and until he learns that lesson he cannot be a father yeah and we're seeing this man literally go through reincarnations over and yeah. over again he gets to be a horse taker <clears throat> he buries the previous horse taker but the reason why he puts the mustache on him is because he's burying himself mm-hmm. he is dying so that he can be reborn again and until he learns the lessons he needs to learn he is not going to be the man he is. And then how beautiful do this Jodorowsky wrap it up where his where the wife makes the father in the backyard look at the three portraits of himself, the tyrants, 
that he needs to kill so that the man can be born. And he shoots himself. And he shoots these images that he has of himself that he needs to be so that he can be a man. Mm-hmm. He needs to be a man and take care of his family like Stalin. And then he kills himself and then he's free. It's the most That's beautiful. I love those aspects of the story, but don't make the the wife sing for the whole movie. Like that's just it's because she wa- she wanted to be an opera singer yeah. and she never was. She she sacrificed her dreams for her husband. And <sighs> so she's forever stuck as an opera singer. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Oh, and, I yeah, just don't yeah, like yeah. the way it's shown. I don't mm-hmm. I like yes, you, all these things you're saying are beautiful. But the they're ideas, there to be seen. They're there to be enjoyed. They're there. But I be- don't enjoy them. I I don't want to be a part of this film. It's, and I would offer that you don't enjoy them because you're afraid to enjoy them. No, it's volatile. It's volatile. It's beautiful. It's beautiful because the pleasure is mixed in with the suffering. They're married. They're wedded. The pleasure, the marriage of pleasure and pain is perfectly displayed for us in this film. Perfectly. And, and the psycho magic of reimagining and repurposing the pain that he felt throughout his, own, his whole life, this pre-war childhood that he had growing up in this Chilean fishing port. I mean, he could have, like so many directors before him, chose to... to explore the the hatred he had for his father but he chose to explore the forgiveness he had of his father yep i mean this is this is humanity Mm -hmm. he's showing humanity and and he and it's it's the most beautiful healing story i've ever seen and and where it all starts for me was on the beach with the kid and how he talks about how he chose he could either choose to feel more of the anguish for the sardines mm-hmm. or the joy for the gulls and those are the two choices you have in life the female and the masculine energies he could be like his father and he could choose to focus on the negative which is that these fish are all dead or he can be like his mother and choose to focus on the positive which is that these starving birds get to eat no i totally agree Totally the choice agree. is there to be yeah, made, sure. and it's it's either you go down the positive one or the negative one. I mean, I could go forever, guys, but we unfortunately have to have a limited version of this conversation. You know what? We'll save the rest for when Brion Davis comes on the show on Tuesday. We're looking at we'll get together and decide a, a time. But I'm going to give the floor to Aaron and Chris just to wrap us up up with this conversation. We have three minutes, guys. Chris, please. I've, I have nothing. Else. I this this movie this movie like there's a reason that like Jodorowsky is who he is, and I get that. I I, I like I said, I will remember this movie forever, or in, or until we see another Jodorowsky movie that I deem better. But for me, this movie just it's it's not for me. It's it's not meant for my consumption, and I get that. I fully get what he's trying to do. I get the sim the the imagery he's trying to do. I get the metaphor. I get all of these things. But like, I don't, I don't understand Yudorosi's decision to like share that with us. I see that it's, it's, it's entirely transformative for him, but like, I do not connect with this at all. Like I yeah, don't, some I, will, Many some will. will. No, I, I don't that with that, with that forgiveness that he's exploring with, with that healing yeah. that he's exploring. And that, that's why I gave it a 7.4. But 4. you guys I think say that he's doing it for himself. Like it's a selfish thing. This is not a selfish act. This is a selfless act. He's putting himself out there, in my opinion. I, I get that. I, I think he's. I, I I disagree. I I I think he's being very selfish in how he's doing this. And like, 
I guarantee if you, I, I, I'd love to, I'd love to like go in the background of this and just like figure out what it was like to make this film because I feel like all of these choices, like uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character in Synecdoche, New York, he was just making it up as he went along, and like the the cut of this movie in the editing room is him is is really his final therapy session, and like I I could have I could have gone so many different ways with this, but like it, it's. It's just—it's not for me. I, I don't know how to say it. It, it is just not for me. I totally respect that. I totally respect that, and I'm just thank you, thankful that you guys tried and that you endured this. Yeah. Film. I, I mean, I won't do this to you guys again. But <clears throat> I'm not saying I really, that, I, I'm not saying I don't want to do this again. It's just I recognize that this film is not for me. Like it's I I, yeah. I get it. Fair enough. It's not for everyone. I mean, I think I maybe resonate with it maybe more than some because I'm fascinated by certain elements that maybe you need to be initiated into in order to fully enjoy this film which is like tarot there's lots of tarot reference psychomagic psychology sociology uh um esoteric ideas uh carl jung tons of jungian ideas of here about death and rebirth i mean this is my jam i study this stuff that's why this film is so appealing to me because I study the same thing as Jodorowsky studies. I looked up uh, six years ago what Jodorowsky was reading, and then I read all those books. So I understand that I'm going into this with a predisposition that is oriented towards understanding what he's going for. And I can also understand that if those in- things don't interest you or if you're not picking, on these little, picking up on these little nuances that he's referring to, tarot here and tarot there – that that this on the surface just looks like a torture film or like uh, an exploitative nudity film or whatever you know so 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 thank you guys for trying yeah no problem i mean i perhaps i'm in the same boat as chris you know i'm i'm going through an art museum and i'm looking up at a swirled painting and it doesn't move me and i move on in the gallery and you come by and you see this world painting and it means something deeply, you know? So I, I appreciate art and I appreciate what this man did, but, um, you know, personally it invokes a reaction inside me that is not, uh, enjoyable. And, and to that, is- I would say embrace the illusion motherfuckers. Cause it's <laughs> a big illusion and oh you got to embrace it. Okay. This conversation is being cut short. Paul, you will have more time. We will have more time to, to discuss this. When Breon Davis comes on the show, the star of Embrace of the Serpent will be joining us in just a few days. And he watched this film, and he messaged me probably saying that he loved it. So I'm really excited to get someone on here who can maybe back me up a little bit. Um, and I'm excited to see his perspective on the film and see what he had to say. And then we'll, of course, uh, Aaron, Paul, and Chris will have some questions for him in regards to the Embrace of the Serpent. So this show will forever go down the history as the show that Yosh got angry a lot. Uh, so... <laughs> 